Welcome everybody back to the Jets Friday Frenzy. I'm your host, Panda. And welcome back everybody. Exciting week today, a lot of things to get to. And as of this week, we are gonna be live on, on Spotify and other um, streaming um, services. So you can listen to us if you missed our show. And also like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and uh, get you know spread the word, get us out there. Uh, without this being said, let me introduce my other co-host, uh, co Chris. Hi. Hello. And our main ranter, Krista. Hey. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Everything good this week? So far, so good. So far, yes, so it's good. Friday. Can't complain. <laughs> and I, I mean, this week was pretty good. I mean, I was really amped up this week because, you know, it was... It was kind of like you know camp ended last week and there was really nothing to do and then you know i want i want us to talk about what happened over the week when the jets released the um the uh flight uh 2021 docuseries the four-part series in which you know it went through um how the off season went for the, the people inside um Florham park and also among other things how we went through the process of uh, you know drafting um, the players that we drafted, and I, I thought it was a great part show. And I, I mean, I really wanted to be a little longer, maybe maybe a six part series, because I think one of the things I did think it didn't do justice is about our later picks. I mean, they did a big section with our two first round picks, and then this little section on Major Moore, and then had one a uh, little section on Michael Carter. But our our, yeah. our you know fifth six rounders didn't really get that much signed, so I thought it was thing. But in all in all, it was good. Um, what do you guys think about it? I, I loved it, man. It was it was a great behind the scenes look into uh, like what? It was a great behind the scenes look uh, from the team how they built it from the hiring of Salah, uh, the free agents that we signed, also the draft, the whole process. Um, it was great. I thought for me the the best parts were the um the phone calls that the team mm -hmm. when they called the guys that they drafted just to see the emotion not just on uh not just on the team side but also on you know the player side and their families you know this is a life-changing moment and it's something that'll never happen again obviously you're never going to get drafted again right so mm -hmm. but uh this is definitely one of those moments that it's going to go down as you know one of the greatest they've ever had in their life so uh that, that was probably my favorite moments. But I, I also, for me, and then you can talk, uh, Krista, I'm sorry. Um, no problem. The, the other thing I've seen, uh, at least is what I felt. Oh, crap. Um, the, um, with, with Salar and the team, and you could tell Salar is a leader, and he's our head coach. You know, the last couple of years with Gase, it didn't, to me, it just seemed like he was in charge of the offense. Williams was in charge of the defense. The other guy was in charge of the special team. You know, like everything was separate. Now it seems like we're all together. It seems like we're a team. Salah seems like the leader of the team, and he's going to bring everybody together. And And I think the players are ready to run through a wall for this guy. So I'm, I'm really excited about them. Um, at, least, at least that's what I got from that. What do you say, Krista? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all your points that you said. I think for me, since I love 
scouting. I love that whole concept. I like how they took us in the scenes of how they do all their scouting, how they have one guy scouting the Northeast, the Southwest, different conferences, the SEC, the Pac-12. I like how yeah, I like knowing that like they have one guy and they all had the meetings and they all discussed. Like I found that so interesting to discuss which player. Like it's all like one team meeting, especially during COVID, how they were all able to do that. And they described how uh, since there wasn't so many bowl games and things like that, like they usually did, they had to concentrate on the senior bowl since that was the only bowl game where um, they see the smaller schools compete against the bigger schools like the SEC and all those schools. So I found that process very, very interesting. And um I like to, I have to give credit to my best friend, uh, Woody Johnson. I joked on Twitter. He looked good. I liked how he was able to uh, connect with the fans on uh, yeah. the docu-series. I thought he was doing great. And I, I just felt the whole culture shift, like you mentioned before. It was like a different feel, a different culture shift. You could feel, feel the difference between this team front office compared to last year with Sal, uh, Sal sorry, I'm bad, I'm bad at butchering names. And uh that whole process with the phone call, I, th- I, I liked how it gave the fans an inside depth about how they hired Stella and what they thought of him. And they took us in, like, what they felt about is Zach Wilson. Like, oh, we really like Zach Wilson. And I found the whole thing interesting about how they felt about Vera Tucker and uh, what they how they felt about him and all the trades. Like, oh, yeah, we we really liked him. He was our 16th guy on the board and we had a discussion about potentially trading up for him. I found all that stuff very interesting, how we got the inside scoop on all the stuff, the thought process of uh, the players and how they really felt about him. And I think the most touching part was with, uh, for me personally, with like the Michael Carter story about uh, how they felt about him because they knew that he was the second guy on that team, but they just knew how good he was. And the scouts all came together, what they liked about him. They're like, hey, look, we know he's a second guy, but this guy's pretty damn good for North Carolina, the school that he played for, and that he could have been he could have been the very best, one of the better running backs in this draft, the draft higher. And they felt like he was overlooked a little bit. And when they took him, they were all excited. It was like, oh, wow, we got Michael Carter. I just like seen the emotion behind each pick, each phone call, like you mentioned, Chris, about uh, each player that they selected. I mean, when I was watching the documentary, it felt like it wasn't like a documentary where you stay all see the cliche things. I felt it was mm-hmm. more of a genuine in-your-face camera kind of a docu-series where kind of it wasn't scripted. You know, a lot of these things they say they're not scripted, but they're kind of are. But I, I mean, from what I saw from the, the room reaction and then the mm-hmm. people, especially if seeing the behind the people scenes, like, yeah, we all know Joe Douglas, we all know Rob Sala, but there's other people who are scouting and also, you know, making other decisions about personnel that, you know, in depth that we got to see um, in this documentary, which I thought was very, very interesting. It gives a little, other, you know, shout to the, the, you know, the back man or the behind the scene people. I really liked about that. And sometimes, like I said, I, as much as everyone like loves how the um, the prospects fell to us, sometimes it's just, you know, a bit of luck, you know, yep. just how Lady Luck strikes. And, you know, yep. who knows? You know, we might be excited now, but, you know, and other teams that are excited about their prospects too, but who knows, you know, they have to put on the pads 
and mm-hmm. go at it. And to, and we won't know until, you know, maybe a draft, you need about two, two to about four or five years to figure out if their talents are worth it, you know? Right. So, so true. And yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in that case, you know, we had a good draft. Like everything looks, you know, fine and dandy. A lot of optimism from, from my side, I think, when I was watching it. Um, I watched it about four times. Now, I was trying to kind of get the nuances of what people are speaking and how much people like working with the Jets and also how people, how much people want to play for the Jets. I, that's what that's the main vibe I got from it, from the docuseries, and I thought that was very excellent. And also, another thing about that is the fact that it's a good PR move, you know, to clean out house and tell show fans, especially us, who really don't believe in the Jets for an office, mm-hmm. saying, you know, they could talk all about change but if they don't show it or show it in their actions it's going to see the same so i thought it was very refreshing for us to see all this stuff you know and uh, i i agree with your guys points too and i think it's just pretty much a good you know solid well done deal you know as we break uh, you know as we break the thing and another um, way that i think our front office is doing a good job is with our next move that happened today a couple of hours ago is us signing morgan moses who to come to protect um, Zach Wilson on the offensive line. You know, um, so what What are your thoughts about Morgan Moses? I know, Krista, you've been on Twitter saying about Morgan sign here. Where's Morgan here? So I want you to yeah. open up. Go ahead. Yeah, so every time I tweet about Morgan Moses, I always get these one or two tweets that are like, you probably didn't know who Morgan Moses was until you heard he was a free agent. I said, Yeah, true, but he's also an offensive lineman. I know we suck at offensive linemen, and I know we need offensive linemen, so you can't blame me or any other fan that wants any good available offensive linemen that can come and help Zach Wilson. So that's how I felt. I like Morgan Moses. I like the leadership. I saw some of his videos of him being fired up. I think he could bring a lot to the locker room, and uh, he's available all the time, and no offense to Fant, I think he's serviceable at best, but availability is the best thing you could have, especially out of offensive linemen. And um, I like this move because if, let's say, for example, God forbid, knock on wood, Beckton gets hurt, Morgan Moses can slide into the left side if uh, he, as well. So I think it's also insur- good insurance for Beckton. I really like this move. I want all the offensive line, like I talked about before, and the more protection for Zach Wilson, the better. Yeah, let's um on just hold on that thought. Yeah, um, Sean, uh, Shawnee Dutch, right? It was the hard knocks of the early postseason as far as the flight 2021. I think it was kind of better, like because you know in hard knocks you see players yeah. interactions, hearts, but like to see the actual brain trust at work and like explain and analyze their thought process, I think was a little more, I liked it personally. And I mean, if you thought it was hard, like hard knocks, great, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah, no, but, it, was, it was just as good. It was, it was right there with it. It had the same kind of feel yeah. to it, but obviously this was better because it was our team that they were talking about. And we've seen all that behind the scenes uh, from that. And, and getting back with Moses, what, what Krista was saying, I, I would think, you know what, he signed to a one-year deal. I think for me, he's got to be at the at right guard. You know, this guy started every game the last six years for Washington as their right guard. So, for right me, tackle, you mean? I'm um, sorry, yeah, right uh-huh. tackle. You put him at right tackle, and now you make Fant as your backup left and right tackle in case yeah. of, like you said, if if Becton, if this foot problem is going to, you know, bleed into the season or whatever. Let's hope not. 
you know, let's hope he doesn't have to miss any games and, yeah. and could stay as the backup guy, you know. Um, but this is another guy, Moses. He hasn't missed a game yet for the last six years. He started every single game. He was one of their captains. So that's the type of player we're getting. Um, our right guard spot is still going to be up for grabs, you know, as mm-hmm. we know. But um, I think it was a great move, you know, j- just just to have that extra. I mean, this guy is definitely an upgrade, I would think, over Fant. At, yeah. at right tackle. And you know what? Well, we got him for the year. And listen, if it works out great, you know, maybe we'll be in the bidding for him for, uh, you know, to sign him to a longer term deal. I don't know, but uh, we'll definitely have to see. Um, we'll see how this year goes. But that's that's the way I see it. Like, I think he's going to be the tackle, you know, right tackle. And uh, Fant will go back into a reserve role, floating left, right tackle, whatever he back up for. Um, so, and let's just cross our fingers. We don't have to worry about, you know, Beckton being out a few games. Like last year, he missed two or three games. Already he's, you know, he has the plantar fasciitis. So, um, hopefully that's, an, you know, no big deal in another month or so. And, uh, you know, otherwise, man, our offensive line went from our weakness to probably one of our strengths. You know, I mean, people are – some people are calling it, oh, we got the best offensive line in football. Oh, God. Yeah, I think we got to slow down too, a little bit. Too, oh. We still got a, like a hole at right guard. Our center, you know, we're hoping McGovern's going to be better than what he was in oh, this new man. system. But let's slow down a little bit. It's improved. It's better. It's good. But I don't know about it being one of the best. I got to mean, up to the Chiefs offensive line if they think we're the best. Oh, man. Yeah, that's Hold a little on. crazy. That's too much Kool Aid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I want I want to say this on this part. Number two is one is, I know we have now a competent GM because look at the new Morgan Moses contract. It's only he's only signed base for three point five million, and right. it's incented uh, incented to five point three million. I mean, honestly, he I thought he would get plus uh, um five to about eight million dollars. I know, I know it's late, late in you know in the po- in the postseason. I mean, in the off season, but I thought he would be asking for more because I honestly thought he was using the Jets as leverage to get more money out of people. He but the fact trying, you're trying to, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, the fact that he signed at a very low number and kind of a prove it deal this year, getting to cash in next year, I think it's a good thing. Maybe he likes it here and he stays here and signs a long term contract next year. That you know, and we might we could have a right tackle uh, for the future. You know what I mean? But I, so, I thought you know, that was the reason why you know, like he wanted to get sign the one year deal so he could go into next off season. You know, at the beginning of off season as like the top right tackle or one of the top right. tackles uh, as a right. free agent. You know, to really cash in because I think he's twenty nine now, so next year he'll be thirty. So this is probably maybe I, I would say he, last I time mean, he's gonna get a big right as an offensive lineman. I think he would get. His last big contract before you know he starts to dwindle, I guess. Yeah, I so it. this is it yeah. for him. So it makes sense a one year deal for him, and it makes sense for us too. Because listen, let's say if for whatever reason he's not a good fit for our our system, you know. All right, it's a one year deal. It's no big deal, you know. It's and we got Fant as well. The one guy who I think is going to be now on the outside looking in is uh, Adoba. Right? Adoba, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't know if he's going to make the team now. So we'll see. Well, I mean, let's see how – I mean, I preferably I would want them to put their best five 
offensive right. lineman out and you know make sure that Zach is Not. behind a wall. <laughs> right. So we'll see how it goes. And I mean, as, let's see how training camp goes for us to even predict who's good and who's not at the moment, you know, because of the change of scheme and the mm-hmm. uh, pass blocking schemes right. and the running schemes might be different. Maybe this might um, benefit Doga and he might still make the team. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, I mean, all in all, it's a great signing for us. You know, yeah. it's, sure, it's, very, it's a confidence signing and way to go, Joe Douglas. It, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Now our next topic is something that happened today, and as far as coming, as far as being June, and it is um, Pride Month, you know, for the um, uh, the LBQ. I that acronym, yeah, that Pride, it. yeah, Pride Pride Month, uh, Pride <laughs> month right? And one of the players for the um, um, Oakland Raiders came out, who was an active player. Um, this is the first in the league for uh, everybody, and came out and he promoted that he uh, he was a um, he's a, on the other side. He's prideful. It's for coming out, and I thought it was great for him. You know, I'm sure there's gonna be people on social media or personally in his life or on the team that might have a little angst against him, but I mean, he had the courage to come out and say what he did, and good for him. And I heard I saw after they came out with that. They said that his jersey was a number one seller. Yeah. Um, after that, so I mean, great for him. Well, um, he's been the support, you know, from from the community, from the NFL community. I think it's great. I think also too. I think hopefully this helps, you know, other people come out that have been kind of, you know, in the closet or whatever you want to call it. Um, Thank you, Shawnee. L G L G T Q. Yeah. So I, I, I just collecting me. Thank you. I just hope it helps other people come out because, uh, you know, like he donated, he donated a hundred thousand dollars to whatever fund. I forgot what the exact the name Trevor was. Project. Yeah, and then the NFL matched mm-hmm. it, which was great on that point, that their part. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a positive thing. You know, are we going to see like now a bunch of players? coming out and saying it probably not i still think it's you know I, I still think it's a it's a touchy subject in the locker room you know especially the nfl locker room um but hopefully this is the beginning of you know if more of them come out you know if more more people are okay coming out then it'll be easier you know it'll, it'll just I, I just i'd rather it just be okay whatever he's gay all right who cares you know like it's no big deal i'm not saying i don't care but you know what i mean like yeah the guy's straight. The guy's gay. Who cares? Doesn't matter. I don't care what they do. You know, as long as they know how to play the game, you know, that's that's all that matters. So hopefully this helps in that in that sense that it's uh, more easier accepted in the locker room. And so far, I, it, it seems that way. I know? I mean, one thing I also thought about is yeah, it's you know, it's him coming out that he is he uh, he is gay or stuff like that. Maybe the locker room that he was in also kind of maybe was you know comfortable for him to come out right. i mean maybe they didn't have a problem as far as like other lockers maybe if the situation was different in their locker room maybe he wouldn't have come out but maybe that locker room is comforting and is encouraging to him so maybe that's why he came out so i think it's great it's something new and, and it's uh, still harder for uh i'm not putting the guy down but i think no. it would be harder for a, a star to come out you know like if We'll use anybody, you know, any any name you want to use, any top player. Like if Tom Brady came out, right? That would be more funny than anything else. But 
Oh, if he God. came out, right? It would, I, think, <laughs> I think it's a much, it, it's much more difficult for a star to come out because there's more to lose. You know, Nas, Nasib, you know, he doesn't have all the, all these contracts with all these other companies. If he comes out, will that affect it? I don't know. Um, so I think, but hopefully, like I said, it's the first one of whoever else is out there. I don't know who else, but I'm sure there is. And mm-hmm. I think as a player, I think I, if anything, I'd want to know than not know if, if it's on my mind, I guess. I don't know. But we'll see. Oops. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. And um, I think, you know, it's, it's you know, the NFL is, you has been always towards positiveness, towards social, uh, you know, um, issues. So I think it'll go a long way. Maybe, who knows, maybe someone else will come out. Over during the year, I think Who knows? so. I, I think it'll hopefully this is gonna the you know open the door for more, but we'll see. Okay. In other sports, all right. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, like this part of the show, we're gonna take a little off the news and we're gonna go into funness and stuff like that. But first, before we start this, please like and comment here on the side. Tell tell us if we're doing a great job or doing a lousy job. Please like, subscribe to the channel. Also follow us on Twitter. Um, our, uh, yeah, the, 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 the scrolling bar down here. <laughs> we'll have all yeah. of our information. <laughs> and uh, we'll also be starting from this weekend. We will be on, on your streaming app, Spotify, Apple, uh-huh. and all that stuff. So the show will be on. And when you guys are commuting or go to work or you have nothing to do, you could hear us and comment us and leave us uh, messages after. So speaking of Twitter, we'll start with this. And um, Krista, why don't you lead us off with this? Oh man! So this this is the this is the poll that I thought you were originally going to create when you said, "Can I make a poll?" You even asked me. I said, "Sure, go make a poll." So I said, "Okay, if Panda's not going to be bold enough to make the poll, I was. Let me explain this poll." I wrote, all right, I got another version of your poll, and I specifically made sure to tag you. What's more likely to happen? I should specify first. But either way, I got the results that I thought was going to happen anyway. A lot closer than I thought. I would have expected 90% the first way, because anyone that knows Tinder and you've been blocked, that Tinder defense is no joke. You can't get past them. You can't do anything on Tinder once you're banned. So I'm very surprised that that even got votes in the first place. I would have voted for is, the number one. Hold on, Krista. Does Tinder move like Adam Gase's offense? <laughs> nah, you Maybe. know what? There might be a competition there. It might move as fast as uh, Adam Gates trying to think of a plan other than running Frank Gore down the middle. That's how this is what we're dealing with. And then after I made this poll, Chris is like, Do you have a third option? And I, I was going to write the Jets sign a backup quarterback. And that was the other one. <laughs> I hope it's the Jets win the Super Bowl and. That's well, the, wait, hold on. It look like they won't unban anybody on Twitter on Tinder. So <laughs> let's hope it's the Super Bowl. Let's hope it's the Jets win the Super Bowl. Wait, so Krista, read us the poll and see what your results are. I'm trying to read. It's tiny. You, you oh. obviously. Okay, I'll read it for you guys. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So the poll is basically what's more likely to happen: Jets win a Super Bowl. Versus, uh, Krista gets unbanned by Twitter. 
Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, Twitter. Twitter. I mean, Twitter. Sorry. Oh my sorry. God. Imagine Twitter too. <laughs> I cry. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't encourage Twitter. I'll be sorry. That's communication to the world. So anyway, <laughs> so the results came back. See, they said there's 85 votes, right? Where are all these 85 vote people voted, but they're, I mean, they're not here. They're not watching the show. Man, they should come and watch the show. See, so you got some you know results out. You know what? You should have hid the results until the show. Like maybe not. Can you? Can we do the voting and not show the results as they're voting? Um, I don't know. Is there an option for that? Because that would be cool. Then they'd have to come on the show to see the results. Well, we'll figure it out, you know, my, as, as you know, my Twitter, my Twitter-ness gets better and better. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, yeah, my Twitter-ness. So Twitter. Jet, Jets win a Super Bowl is at 56%, 56.5%. Krista gets unbanned by Tinder, 43.5%. 43, 43 <laughs> and it's really closer than I thought it would be. It's a little too close. I expected ninety yeah. percent to win a Super Bowl. At ten percent, I get that Tinder. But you know what? Maybe the Jets got to win the Super Bowl in order for Tinder to unban me. Maybe this is what it's telling us. Jets <laughs> need to win the Super Bowl, and I get a crack from Tinder. Oh my God! This is hilarious. Anyway, I mean. We, so I think we're gonna have a um, a poll question for this week, and we'll try to make it as funny as we can. And uh, hopefully, people who are following us on Twitter will vote and see how it goes. And we'll see about that. Yeah. So um, we'll bring us to things. So we talked about um, people who are um, who got drafted by the Jets and uh, who have been, you know, kind of in that thing. I mean, sorry where they've been kind of presented to us, I think, but we want to talk about the, uh, you know, the UFDAs, the undrafted free agents that we picked up. And among them, who will, has the golden ticket to make the roster? And I've been doing a lot of research and stuff, and um, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but um, I really like this kid named um, Isaiah Dunn, the cornerback. That's yep. been coming out. He it seems yeah. like he's been making a lot of splash in camp. So he might be able to be make it as like a third corner, third or fourth cornerback. They say, assuming that Hall and Blisson makes one and two. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, have, what about you guys? Uh, you know what? I thought Yadoba was going to definitely make it, but he hasn't looked good yet. You know, so far with OTAs and uh, the mini camp. But we'll see when when uh, when camp starts. At the end of July and, and into August, let's see how he does on the field. Maybe he's a better player on the field, you yeah. know, during the game than he is in practice. He was the guy I thought was going to be a shoo-in because our our tight ends were not that strong. But um, but so far, none of the tight ends have come out yet. You know, have stepped up and you know and really said, "Okay, I'm going to take this job." I'm sure they want to give it to Herndon to be the starter, and he'll probably end up being the starter. But uh, so far, nobody's really, you know, stepped out yet. So, um, so we'll see. But I thought he was the shoo-in. But I agree with you. I, I think that guy, uh, that kid, Dunn, has impressed a lot so far. And um, and you know, the second cornerback is pretty much up for grabs. <laughs> so um, yeah. after Hall, I think it's pretty much up for grabs. So we'll see. I mean, 
let me go. Sh Shani writes, how is your boy doing? From what I've read on your boy is that he's doing all right. He has a lot of drops. Nothing ha hasn't, hasn't been impressive. Huh? Yeah, hasn't been impressive. <clears throat> hasn't been impressive yeah. But then again, none of the tight ends have. <clears throat> excuse me. None of the tight ends have really stepped out to say, oh, he's definitely going to be the starter. He'll definitely – like Croft will definitely make it, you would say, and Herndon yeah. will definitely make it. After that – I don't think it's. I don't think there's any definite spots. You would think uh, Griffin has an upper hand, you know, but you never know. Um, I would think one of them is going to be ticketed for the uh, practice squad, so we'll mm -hmm. see. I think Lesko is going to move to fullback. I think that's going to be yeah. the plan. My issue yeah. with Uboa is that uh, if he's dropping footballs, he can't block either, and you really need to be a good blocker in a little floor type offense. Not really gonna hurt him. Like I expect him to at least catch the football. I'm like, okay, if he could catch the football, there's something to right. work with. You could possibly work on your blocking, but he can't block. I know I read scouting reports. He's uh, willing to block, which is good, but it's so discouraging right now to hear that he's not catching the football. But then again, it's still early, so hopefully, uh, maybe he can get a jug machine. I don't know and start practicing catching <laughs> the football from now until training camp and. He starts shining and impressing people, but I but I also uh, have to agree. As of right now, I'm gonna say as of right now, because you never know. Maybe another guy, an undrafted free agent, pops up from now in training camp. That definitely has happened. I'm gonna have to go with Dunn simply because um, he has the skill set and he seems to be doing well so far in our cornerbacks right now. There's no uh, certain lock. I know Michael Carter has been impressing at cornerback. I know. Uh, right. Hall, so there's definitely a chance for him to get some playing time with uh, our DBs. Okay, this is my experience within covering the Jets or any NFL team. When they tell you a tight end or a wide receiver is a willing blocker, they just—it's another word for saying he blocks but he stinks. He tries but he stinks. That's my <laughs> definition. Not really. Yeah. But okay. Not really. Yeah, okay. No, he's Not a winning really. blocker. Yes, it, yeah, he's he's a blocker. Every He'll tight push end, block. every tight end has to be a willing blocker. If you're not a, a blocker as a tight end, then you, what are you? A white It's basically no, they're, no, they're painting a nice brush over it, saying he's a willing blocker. No, they just basically mean it says yeah, he tries. Every tight end has to be a blocker. Not a willing blocker, but a blocker. If he's not a good blocker, then especially like Krista pointed out, in this in this offense, you have to be able to block as a tight end. Yeah, that's my you issue with to. him. So if he can't block, and and if he's having the drops on top of that, yeah, that means he's probably not going to make the team. You know, at best he'll be on the the practice squad, but mm -hmm. every tight end has to block. So you know. Maybe he'll play along with me at left bench in the bleachers. Who knows? That could be. <laughs> I don't know. But they did. I think they spent the most money on him for undrafted free agents. I think he was the most, the most expensive one. You, you, you mean Don or Yoboa? No, Yoboa. I thought Don was. No. Oh wow. They spent the most on Yoboa, I believe. So they were oh. really expecting him to be okay. a little bit more than what so far. But listen, it's early. You know, yeah. camp didn't even start yet. We're going by what, three or four practice? You know, practices yeah. so far. So exactly. we don't know. We really exactly. don't know. But so far, that's the story. Not that that's going to end that way, but that's the story so far. 
I see. Um, other, you know, one of other things is like there's so much, you know, um, press releases on the top guys. There isn't isn't any much other things. I think training camp is where we're gonna find out who belongs. Where, you know, I really want to see who's gonna play will linebacker for us, and who's gonna play our uh, slot receive a uh, slot corner and nickel uh, back. So we'll go from there and see and like that, you know. So so oh, who slot looks like it's gonna be Carter. At least they, they want him to be the yeah. Oh, I see. At least they're they're hoping for, it, but we'll see. Like you said, it's it's gonna be uh, up for grabs. So here we go. A drop down prediction right now. Who's gonna get the UDFA golden ticket as for the camp for camp? Sorry, excuse me. One prediction, Krista. UDF undrafted free agent. I'm still gonna go with Don as of right now because I still. Uh, Still don't know too much about the other undrafted free agents have really shown himself. Yuboa is the guy that if you were to ask me week one, I probably would have said him as the guy that was going to be the dude. But uh, you can't catch it right now, which is unfortunate. Like I, I'm recommending if you somehow watch the show, please go get a jug machine so you could uh, catch the football. I'd love to see you on this team because our tight ends suck. And we need a tight end, and he needs to be a willing blocker. And that would probably be my advice to every tight end. Please go get a jug machine. I know Chris Hearn is headed to the tight end university, I've heard. But I hope Travis, Kelsey, and Kettle uh, talk some sense into this man so and he finally gets his act straight. He comes in as a new tight end and does well. But, yeah, I'm going with Dunn as of right now because uh, we need help at cornerback. He's showing promise, and that's my guy right now. Chris, yeah, I I think Dunn is the uh, probably the you know the most uh, favorite to to definitely earn a spot on the roster. Another guy because we, we never have enough edge rushers. Uh, Rashad Junior from uh, from Oregon State. Hamilton, right? Yeah, um, that's another guy who I would mm -hmm. say probably going to make it. Um, but um, outside of that, you know, it's it's going to be tough. Like I said, Yaboa. I thought for sure, like when they first signed him, I was excited as everybody else. Mm -hmm. But so far, you know, he hasn't. But you never know, you know. Exactly. Once okay. camp starts and once they start playing games, maybe, you know, maybe he'll start impressing. We'll see. Very true. So my golden uh, ticket UDFA is going to be our new kicker. Because I don't want to see Sam Ficken kicking for us next year. Oh, this year. oh God. You had to bring that name. Uh, we'll see. Uh, what? I, I mean, you are you are you annoyed at Sam Ficken or what's his I'm name? Annoyed Luger? at all kickers. I'm annoyed <laughs> at all kickers that are not Jason Myers. Thanks to Mike McCaggan. That's how I'll put it. I come on. We can't go around looking for. Uh, there's no Pat Leh Leahy's around here. We can't go find one to lay this uh, late. So, I mean, we're going to have to stick with what hey, we have. We, we did find Jason Myers late. So, you never know. We might have it, like you mentioned. We might have the guy already on the roster. I just don't want to be Sam Fickens. Because if it's Sam Fickens, that means we totally failed. And Sam Fickens is the best guy that we have at kicker. Yeah, we'll see. You never know what will happen by the end of camp. Exactly. You know, through, you know, through the uh, exhibition games and – the preseason games, I mean, you never know what will happen. But so far, these are the two that exactly. we're going to have to – let's hope awesome. one of them, you know, one of them kind of gets hot during 
the exhibition games and starts to show off a little bit and makes some kicks and uh, we won't have this problem, but who knows? Yep. Kicking is important because it, it is uh, it is exactly as important as scoring touchdowns and things. Because you know we 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 have blown games because we can't we miss you know easily a field goals and the other team takes the ball and drives it down the field and score on us. So you know it's a momentum killer too when we yeah. when we mm -hmm. miss a easy chip shot. You know we're supposed to be like you know he's supposed to make it. You know we change field. You know make the other team drive, but you know. When we miss, it's like, oh, again, and here we go again, and stuff like that. So we'll see. I mean, interesting topic, guys. You know, you guys have been following up on your um, report, beat reporters from knowing UDFAs because there haven't really been a lot of mentions. You really have to dig around. Okay, back to our promoting again. Please like us, subscribe, follow us. You know, follow our polls and um, see all these Krista um, shenanigans. Uh, on her because you know she's cool with that so wonderful next we're gonna move on to our next topic our next topic is i really don't want to talk about this topic but we're gonna have to because it's making a lot of news around the nfl and it is his cole beasley and his opinionated comments as far as being the anti-vaxxer so who wants to start with this one okay christy you can start Okay, so when he made that long essay that I didn't feel like reading, I, I, I was tempted to like the comment that said, okay, what are you sorry for? What are you apologizing for? Thank you, whatever. Okay, move on. I did not feel like reading that long essay. I'm sorry, Cole Beasley. I'm not going to write, write read your four-page essay on why you refuse to take the anti-vax. That's your decision. And the fact that he said he's willing to retire, dude, you're on the Buffalo Bills, and you have, and you're finally on a team, um, a good team for once in your life. Because I know when you were on the Cowboys, they sucked, and you even tweeted that <laughs> Cowboy fans are getting on suck. you, and they still suck. And you have the chance to win the Super Bowl, and you're telling me you're willing to retire because you don't want to take the vaccine. You're on the Buffalo Bills, and this is just totally mind-boggling because not only do you not want to take the vac, you're willing to retire when so many guys that I know are willing to get a shot on the NFL, and you're willing to <laughs> blow it all away. And there's some guy that's like, you know what? I wish I was in Cole Beasley's shoes because not only is he on a good team, but he's playing on a, a dream that I've always wanted. And I just think it's just incredibly selfish that he wrote that long-winded tweet and I thought it was unnecessary. I think it, I think he could have just been like Sam Darn, like say, yo, I'm still doing my information and move on. But no, he had to make it a big drama thing. He had to make it a big damn controversy on my timeline. And you know what? You don't want to take the vax cool because I have family members that are hesitant about taking the vax. I, I respect your decision, but you know what? Go do you. I, you don't need to do a four-page paragraph. It's not a personality trait whether you take it or not. Just move on. That's kind of how I feel about it. If you want to retire, retire now. I feel like he just wants drama. Cole Beasley, just retire now. You say you want to retire, just retire. And give your spot up to some guy that has talent that's always been wanting to go in the NFL. Give your spot up 
and do it for that guy, which I bet you won't. So you're all talk. So thank you for that boring four-page essay that I still won't read about why you're not taking the vaccine. Is this considered a, a rant for... No, no, this is not. <laughs> this is not. Is this what it's No, 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 it's not. I'm pretty sure Chris has another one. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. You have any you know things to I, add I, with that? I'm, I'm right with Krista. I just don't think he's going to quit. I think he's just yapping away. Yeah. Just, Telling people, oh, I'm against the vaccine. Great. Good for you. Uh, you know what? I respect everybody. So yeah. if that's what you want to do, that's great. Go for it. But you know what? This guy, if he retires, let's say if he does, he's going to be blowing like $12, $13 million. You know? Uh, I don't know if he's going to do that. You know? And he's 32, I think. So, yeah, you know, if he retire, why retire now? Like you said, you're on a team that could get to the Super Bowl you're on a really good team. You're in a good position. Why, you know, like just get the vaccine. And if not, and if you're that against it, you know what? Don't, you know, don't quit on your teammates and say, oh, I'm not taking a vaccine, so I'm out of here. You know, that's horrible. So I personally don't think he's going to quit, but it just to me makes no sense. You know, like when you're in, when you got a job somewhere else, wherever you are, it's not a football team where you're, you know, when you're right next to each other and you got to, you know, if, if you if you don't take the vaccine, you know, what might happen? You know, these people that took the vaccine, they might still get test positive. They might not get sick. They might not get any symptoms. But if they test positive for it, they're not going to play in the game the next week. And we've seen how many teams were affected by that last year. I mean, we beat the Browns last year with their top, what was it, four wide receivers out? And that was yep. one of the reasons why we did beat them. So uh, do you really want to be the reason why, you know, your, your team lost about three, four players because you didn't want to take a vaccine? I mean, it's ridiculous. So I, I don't think he's going to retire. He's probably going to play. He may not take the vaccine, but I don't think yeah. he's going to retire. I think that's a little too much. Yeah. I mean, for me, as far as reading the protocols and stuff like that, I think that it'd be right for someone um, who's a player that, you know, it's his choice or his, whatever his, you know, beliefs are, political or not. But I think by reading this, like, um, uh, <coughs> excuse me, by reading the protocols, it kind of like, you can't do this if you're not vaccinated, you have to separate yourself. This, it's like kind of, especially like I read the part, it's like, you know, you can't eat with your teammates. You can't do this if you're not vaccinated. What is this like the, you can't sit here with, uh, you can't sit with us kind of thing. Right. That type of thing. And yeah. I think it's silly. It's kind of, you know, it's not really good for team chemistry and stuff like that. And also, you know, if they go out and they hang out, right? Like they, they bond right outside. How are you going to tell them to come in and be, you know, separated? Right. So that's also a big thing too. Exactly. So but I the, think it's, the I think it, to get everybody to take the vaccine. That's the reason why they're making these rules. Like they're telling these, I don't know what the, I, I was wondering if they, if they put a percentage out of how many didn't take it, you know, is it, 20 percent 15 because it can't be that high but i think they want everybody back you know vaccinated you know they just want to get it done and they're making these rules to make it uncomfortable for people that didn't take it i know the people that are against vaccines are probably saying oh that's not right they shouldn't do, do that do you think we would have like this feud if they made it mandatory if you're an nfl player 
and they made it mandatory for you to come and take. Uh, you have to take it if you want to play. I, I don't know if the players' association would agree to that. Right. I understand that, but it would be a humongous feud if they actually. Decided oh yeah, to do that. yeah. 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 I think that's why they came up with like the NFL was probably pushing for that, what you're saying. But then the players association was like, listen, we can't do that. I mean, people, people want to have their right not to, you know, to make a decision on their own and that's fine. But you also got to, you know, talk about the safety of everybody. And do you want to have the same thing that happened last year where the games were delayed a couple of days? I mean, it really wasn't that bad last year. I think they got lucky for the most part and we got through the season without no game canceled. Yeah. Uh, we did have some guys that couldn't play, you know, a couple of weeks. And, you know, the, the Browns game with us was a great example. I mean, their top four receivers were out. So, um, I mean, they had, you know, they had playing games on Tuesday night and yeah. Wednesday and stuff yeah. like that. So, I mean, it was all over the place. But I, if I were, if, you know, if I was one player that didn't have the vaccine and somehow, somewhere there was an outbreak in my facility, and I know I'm one of the only ones who didn't get vaccinated, right? I'm causing other people distress. Right. You know, and they might have to close the facility down. We might not have to play and all that stuff. So, Absolutely. That's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And also, with all, as far as Cole Beasley, he has his entitled to his own opinions. But don't come uh, base, uh, base, uh, basting somebody's protocols as far as that. You keep right. it on your own, I think, rather yeah. than making it public. You know, if you don't want to take the vaccine, great. You know, there's a lot exactly. of other people who, who there's a lot of people in the world who want to take the vaccine and can't get it. So I think you know, it's I, I don't know. I think it's kind maybe of maybe offer him like a maybe they could offer him like a million dollar lottery ticket or something like they did with some people. <laughs> maybe he'll take it. <laughs> oh, here Patrick uh, offers. Sixteen teams have more than fifty of their ninety players on their rosters vaccinated. That's cool, three and three teams have. 70 or 70 or more players vaccinated that's awesome thanks patrick for your input you know i mean that's wonderful eventually i guess there'll come people some people will come around and take the as as far as the season gets near and you know when paychecks roll around oh I yeah think it's gonna yeah yep. it's gonna be a little more yep I agree. okay so let's getting off to this topic and uh we're gonna go to stump day trivia with chris oh man <laughs> I made it easy for you guys, all right? Oh god. <laughs> so anybody wa anybody who's watching us on YouTube or on Twitter can participate on the comments. Yes. So answer line. away. All right. So I'm keeping it easy for you guys, okay? The last two years the Jets have drafted, okay? Should I agree with this comment. I like, agree too. Yeah, every player should be vaccinated. Like yeah. it's like it's it should be a mandate. I think, but I mean, what the players' associations just said. Right, I think that, that it would be yeah. tough, but I totally agree with. I, I mean, totally agree with him. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm working for you know a company, and my manager kind of came down and kind of pushed us to get it. Yeah. So which we all did, yeah. and we're in the office, and we're pretty much doing pretty well. So I don't think it's, and I'm not an elite athlete like these guys. Right. You know, so yeah. I, you know, I have my reasons for taking the vaccine, and all the other people do, but I mean. Yeah, it should be it should be safe, easy, and in since it's also a contact sport, so it totally should be great. more more of a more of a big umbrella of taking or not. Right. Okay. So, I agree. Yeah. So all right. Okay. Let's get back to our trivia. All right. So the last two years, the Jets have drafted a wide receiver in the second round, right? 
this year, Elijah Moore, last year, Denzel Mims. Before that, what was the last time the Jets drafted a wide receiver in the second round? Stephen Hill. No. Not Devin Smith? Hmm. Yes, Devin Smith. You're right, Chris. Oh, oh wow. See? Bonus Fail. point. Uh, here's a bonus point. What, what college he went? did he go to? The uh, busting Ohio State. Ohio State. Hey, <laughs> okay, what, <laughs> what was the last <laughs> what was the last um tight end we drafted in the second round? Chase Amaro, Texas Tech. What year was that? 2006. 2006. 14. <laughs> and you know what? Jason Mara only caught 41 balls in his career. Okay, here's the second part to this question. Keeping it easy. What was the last um what was the last tight end we drafted in the first round? Dustin Keller. What year was that? 2009 along with Mark Sanchez. 2008. Oh. Eight? Eight. And what college did he go to? Purdue. Good. See? Now, see, you're getting better. You're getting better. What was the last wide, what was the last wide receiver we took in the first round? 2003 Santana Moss. 2001. 2001 was Moss? Yeah. And he played, yeah. you know what? He played 14 years. 732 catches, 10,283 yards, and 66 touchdowns. So that's pretty good, I thought. Jericho Cotri was a fourth round pick, I believe. Yeah, fourth. Yeah, fourth rounder, yeah. And what was the last? Uh, oh, we got them all. All right, so we got, uh, where did uh, Santona Moss go, college? I know. Do you, Krista? No, I don't know. It slipped my mind. If it's not Alabama or Oklahoma, she doesn't know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It's this. Oh, for you. Yeah, it's the. Thank you, thank you, Diaffi. Yeah, you're right. He went to Miami this yeah, cool. this Good job, good job yeah. guys. Good job. Cool. We're back from Barrio Court. Getting better. So now next week I'll make it a little bit more difficult. I like the draft. I like the draft question. All right, we'll keep it. I, I got to get some uh, Alabama questions for next week. No, Kristen. why yeah. don't you do? Why don't you do easy, easy, and then way hard. Okay. Just, you know, oh, just just to stimulate okay. the mind. We'll get the easy ones yeah, for Krista, like but Alabama, and then we'll get the hard ones. <laughs> All, right, All right, that's it for this week. Okay, so it is that time again. Let's make Krista bigger. Let's get our oh, timer man. ready. Hold on. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you ready, Krista? I am ready. I actually had a rant planned, and then Panda started yapping on uh, Twitter, and I don't know what he did to my Facebook page, but I'm oh, scrolling boy. on my fish Facebook page. All right, I'm going to start it. Get okay. ready. I'm ready. Krista's I'm rant ready. of the week. Go. All right. So, man, I went on my Facebook page. She started recommending me, hey, Krista, try Facebook dating. And I'm like, oh, crap, here we go again. And then I keep scrolling, and it's like, hey, Krista, try Facebook dating. This is what your profile could look like. And I kid you not, I'm like, what is this? Is this Tinder? And I click on it, and I'm like, nah, not interested. Keep scrolling. Not only does Facebook not know who I am, it somehow thinks I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. I thought since I'm on Facebook for 12 fucking years, it would know I'm a Jet fan. No, it's covered in Cleveland Brown stuff. And it's like, hey, go get your Nick Chubb thing. 
not Baker? No, we want Nick. They want to promote Nick Chubb. Okay. What's even first is that they don't, they not only don't think that I'm a Browns fan, they think I'm a Broncos fan. And I want to know what in the right mind is Mark Zuckerberg think that I am a Broncos fan living in New Jersey. And it's advertising Patrick Sertan. Okay, cool. Alabama, Jerry Judy. And I'm getting Bradley Chubb, and I'm like, Bradley Chubb jersey? Like, where's the Jet stuff? So I want to know, one, Panda, thank you for your random tweet. Somehow Facebook thinks that I need Facebook dating in my life that I keep rejecting, so I keep scrolling down. But it also thinks now that I am a Brown and Broncos fan, so I get no Jet stuff on my timeline. It's all covered in Facebook dating bullshit that I did not ask 20 for. seconds. <laughs> and uh, Facebook, if you're out there, I'm not interested in your Facebook dating bullshit. Can I get my, my dead stuff back, please? I've had this Facebook account for 12 years, and you don't know right now that I want my jet stuff. You now think that I'm in the Facebook dating market. Please get jet stuff on my timeline. Enough with that bullshit. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was fun. So, by the way, Krista, I anyway. didn't send you anything about your dating thing. All I mentioned was there was something on Facebook about people wearing masks of beasts and trying blind dates. That's all I was telling you. We have to cool it down. She's a little hot uh, right now. So. But, but can you tell Mark Zuckerberg or that? Because somehow he thinks I need Facebook dating in my life. It took out all the jet stuff Facebook on my timeline. I didn't even know that was a Facebook dating app. Me either. But apparently... I scrolled down and it's like, you know, this is what your dating profile maybe, could look like, and it's very maybe they're like, maybe like since you were banned on, on Tinder, you could join us on Facebook dating. Oh <laughs> my god! Maybe that's Why? maybe that's it. Maybe all the the banned people go there. Oh gosh! <laughs> you no, know, it makes sense, but I did not ask. That's your for punishment. It. <laughs> okay. Oh, are we done, Krista? Or our rant this week? I think she I, is. I, I, I is. am done. I had something. She needs to cool planned. down. I had she needs to cool down. Else. I think I had something else planned until Facebook had to throw that bullshit in my timeline. <laughs> she definitely needs to cool down. I mean, what, I mean, this dating saga with you, first banned from Tinder, now Facebook dating. Uh, what now? They're gonna be, is they gonna be Twitter, Twitter dating soon now? Is that it? Oh, oh don't give Twitter up. Don't yeah, give not, Twitter. Uh, I don't think it she was... wants to get involved with that. That's, no. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. She'll be fine, we... don't worry. As we close the show this week, you know, this week is kind of week one of the um, break, supposedly, for the Jets and, you know, getting ready for training camp. So I, um, as far as, like, ending thoughts for this week, Chris, um, what do you think? What, is, what do you think we should do now? As just far as being, like, Jet fans and being on Twitter and, like, you know, because there really isn't much to cover now. You know, as far as I, the team. You know what? For me, like, don't overreact to things. Just because a guy gets cut, that doesn't mean we have to sign him. Yeah. Like the Costa from the Steelers, the center got cut. Yep. And people are like, oh, my God, let's sign him. Let's sign him. Let's sign Moses. 
You know, like the Steelers had offensive line issues last year, so mm-hmm. they're not going to cut somebody who's, you know, good, you know, right? He's got an injury issue. He may have to retire or whatever. Yeah. So he's got, he's a guy. I don't know if we should go anywhere near. Um, mm-hmm. So I that's that's where I think fans they overreact anyway. At least some fans, you know, some fans don't. Yeah. But some you see it. They just overreact to everything. Yeah. And some fans will tweet a certain player every day because <laughs> that person wants that player to join us. <laughs> So maybe that person needs to slow down because <laughs> we might get like a stalker charge against her next. But I'm agreeing with her. I do want Nick Foles too. So I'm hoping I'm hoping we do get Nick Foles eventually. But we'll see. I just think over don't overreact, guys. Just relax. It's June. We're gonna be in July next week. Couple weeks, camp starts. That's when things start really you know, revving up, and then we'll we'll finally get an exhibition game in August. So we're getting close, man. Just patience, patience, patience. Krista, thoughts? I'm going I'm to keep tweeting at Krista. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton trying to break my heart. Nick Bolton trying to break my heart and join the other green team. So I need uh, to fill that void in, and the people asked for Nick Foles. I gave him RG3. He said, no, we don't want RG3. I was going to tweet motivational quotes to Captain Morgan. They said, no. <laughs> so here we are. You guys asked for it. I'm tweeting at Nick Foles. Nice things, by the way. And I know he's still on the Bears, but I have to remind him of how good the pizza is every day and how hot it's getting here, the beautiful weather and all the – Wonderful addition that we have here in case he had makes a change of heart if he does get released or traded. And he's like, hey, maybe I want to go to the New York Jets and help coach uh, up uh, Zach Wilson. So I don't think I could stop uh, tweeting at uh, Nick Foles, unfortunately. I did that to my bestie, Woody Johnson. So I have that void in my heart that I need to tweet at someone every day, at least till the season starts or Unless he starts breaking my heart like Nick Mullins. Please don't be like Nick Mullins and break my heart. But anyway, yeah. And be happy that we got uh, Morgan Moses and have a great weekend. All right. All righty. Uh, my final thoughts is this. Um, I'm still drinking the Sunny Delight. I'm still on the Kool-Aid mode after seeing Flight 2021. I'm very happy that people want to play for our Jets, our beloved Jetties. Um, I'm glad the beat writers are quiet this week and, um, let's make our opinions by ourselves and let's try to have a nice, calm, relaxing, um, off season break till, you know, July and make sure people, you guys subscribe to us, like our page, follow us on Twitter, and we will be on, um, streaming services especially Spotify and Apple. And uh, everyone have a great week. Next week, we'll come back with the same energy and uh, same fun. And uh, have a nice week, guys. Peace out. Laters. Peace.